A surfer saved his wife by punching a great white shark. Japanese police scrambled to stop people from sleeping in the middle of the road. And a man built a life-size wax model of his dead wife and installed her for a housewarming. These are the weird stories for Tuesday, and this is Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. Let's learn something about the world and maybe laugh a little bit, shall we? Ha-ha. You're listening to Weird AF News with Jonesy. A surfer saved his wife by punching a shark. Australia. A man jumped from his surfboard on top of a shark that was attacking his wife at the time, who was also surfing with him. This man punched the shark repeatedly in the face, in the gills, in the eyeballs, everywhere, all over the shark, just raining punches down on the shark until it let his wife go. Chantel Doyle, age 35, she was surfing with her husband. Right off Shelley Beach in New South Wales. Sounds like a lovely place. This is when the shark attack took place, though. Her husband punched the shark until it released its grip. And then he helped Miss Doyle to the shore so she could be airlifted to the hospital. Unfortunately, she had some serious injuries to her right leg. But her life was saved because of the bravery of her amazing husband. That's really making the rest of us guys look bad, I have to say. When you do shit like this, the rest of us have to live up to it, you know? I have to save someone from something now, whether it be a shark or an emu or a honey badger. I mean, just the pressure's on now. Some sort of expert claimed that this shark was a juvenile great white shark. I didn't know they had juvenile great white sharks. This shark was three meters, ten feet in length-ish, uh... Wasn't quite a full-size Great White, thankfully, because otherwise uh, more than her right leg would have been been injured, I'd assume. Those big ones, the full-size ones, they just gobble you up in one swallow, I'd imagine. There's there's no punching the the full-size Great White shark until it lets your wife go, I'd imagine. Here's a quote from some executive who uh, wanted to praise the husband. This fella paddled over and jumped off his board on top of the shark. Can you believe it? And he hit the shark. He hit it until it released his wife. And then, and then he wasn't done. He assisted her back onto the beach. This guy, unbelievable. Pretty full on, pretty heroic, this guy. I tell you, I tell you. In addition, those bystanders, those bystanders on the scene, they rendered assistance. They also should be commended. They did, they did an amazing job. Amazing. He also said that this is unfortunately the third serious shark attack on that stretch of coast in recent months. Wow, is it me or are there more shark attacks lately in the world? Are the oceans warming up here and the sharks are heading on shore? Are we overfishing? How does it, I don't even know how it works. Is it we're overfishing the seas and now the sharks have got to come inland to find some human meat? Is that what's going on? Anybody a marine biologist out there? Any marine biologist? Can I get a George Costanza to help me out here? We got these. Great Whites in Southern California. There was a recent article in the Los Angeles Times that covered this, uh, saying this summer they're seeing more than ever. Uh, Also, juvenile sharks is what they're seeing mostly, four to nine feet in length. They're cold-blooded and they rely on the environment to maintain their body temperatures. So the younger ones, they gravitate towards warmer water. Um, There's also a better bet for juvenile sharks that haven't yet learned to hunt marine animals to also be towards the shore. Uh, the most abundant food source for them to catch is stingrays. 
They have stingrays in these waters in Southern California. They also select shallow water to avoid adult white sharks, it says, which will eat their young. Oh, boy. Uh, given that the young sharks are often hungry and skittish, these juveniles rarely attack. So this attack in Australia is uh, definitely out of the ordinary. This husband, though, man, I tell you, my hat's off to him coming up with the plan. The plan was just to jump on the shark and beat the shit out of it. It's unbelievable. I would have never thought of that. I just assume there's no beating the shark until it releases her. I mean, it looks like you'd be punching the side of a wall. I don't see how that's effective, but apparently it was very effective. Way to go. Ding, ding, ding. Finish him. The Okinawa Police Department is scrambling to prevent people from sleeping in the middle of the road. Police in Japan's southernmost prefecture of Okinawa are puzzling over how to prevent people from sleeping on the road while intoxicated. They had over 7,000 cases of people sleeping in the road in one year alone. Some of these, of course, resulted in fatal accidents. The police are likely the only force in Japan that keeps statistics on this phenomenon called rojone in Japanese, which literally translates as sleeping on the road. As to why people do this, whether it's the warm climate or the residents' easygoing manner, police just aren't sure. The police chief of Okinawa says, I didn't even know the term rojone before I came to Okinawa. I think this is a phenomenon unique to Okinawa. They received a total of 7,221 emergency calls related to people sleeping on the roads last year. And you imagine there's even more that weren't reported. So imagine over 10,000 people are probably sleeping in the roads. Sometimes people fall asleep not on the sidewalk but on the roadway. There were 16 accidents caused by these road sleepers in 2019, including cases where they were run over by cars. Three people died as a result of Rojone that year. Of course, Okinawa has asked people to refrain from going outside due to the coronavirus, but yet they still receive calls. 2,702 emergency calls were made from January to June this year, similar to the number in the same period the previous year. There have been two traffic accidents and at least one robbery connected to this problem of Rojone that's still going on, even though there's a, <laughs> there's a, there's a virus situation. Furthermore, trouble in nighttime entertainment areas is unceasing, including accusations of theft and one person who started a fight with a passerby who woke them up to get them out of the road. <laughs> Can you imagine waking up somebody to get them out of the road and they just start throwing haymakers at your face? Why? Why are so many people falling asleep on the road in Okinawa? Well, the police commented, First of all, I think we're the only ones collecting statistics on Rojo name indicating that it is difficult to compare the situation in Okinawa with that in other areas. However, it is believed that the warm climate with an annual average surpassing 20 degrees Celsius and many residents' love of alcoholic drinks, especially awamori, which is Okinawan liquor, these are the underlying reasons, they say. Police say some people sleep using the curb as a pillow, apparently because they are cool and comfortable, these curbs. There are cases in which women take off their clothes in the mistaken belief that they've arrived home, yet they're in the middle of the road. <laughs> Not only is it dangerous for those sleeping, but people driving at night or early in the morning are at risk of running these people over, these drunk sleepers. Police have woken people up and asked them to go home or held them under temporary custody if they were just too drunk, among other measures. They have warned against the Rojone practice, even on a radio broadcast. <laughs> wow. 
The police are going above and beyond trying various ways to raise awareness of the dangers of sleeping on the street. But they say there has yet to be any improvement. (laughs) Oh, wow. This police chief says, we will take a strong position against habitual offenders, of course, of course. Hey, man, if you can sleep in the road multiple times and not die, I'm impressed with you, for sure. They even have a law against this. It's called Article 76 of the Road Traffic Act. It bans people from lying on the road in a way that obstructs traffic. Offenders can be fined up to 50,000 yen, which is about $500. Police plan to crack down, including making arrests, and they're discussing when and how to clamp down with the public prosecutor's office. Uh, The chief added, don't get me wrong, alcohol isn't bad. It's not bad. It's just bad to drink excessively. We want the residents of Okinawa to drink appropriately and don't lay down in the road. (laughs) Well, this is a strange epidemic. Don't they have park benches in Japan or grassy knolls to sleep on? So strange. You know, one of the reasons why you can do this in Japan is because there's so little crime. I was over in Japan. I can tell you from firsthand experience. There's like virtually no crime. The streets are so safe. They're so clean. If you pass out drunk and you lay in public in the U.S., you'll wake up with no clothes, no money, no phone. <laughs> in Japan, yeah, you can wake up with all your shit. Still, you pass out drunk and you wake up. Oh, you still got your phone. You still got your wallet. Because people don't just – they don't just take all your shit in Japan. It's, it's a much safer place. Now, had you been a more dangerous city, Okinawa, you won't have this happening. So just, you know, bring in some – Bring in some more crime, and then that, that'll curb the sleeping on the streets. Oh, that's a bad idea. Why did I even say that? A man installed a life-size wax model of his dead wife for a housewarming. Even death could not do them part. India. Three years ago, Indian businessman Srinivas Gupta's wife, Madhavi, was killed in an unfortunate car accident. But Gupta, the devoted husband, refused to let her image die. What did he do? Well, Gupta, age 57, had a great idea. Why don't I create a hyper-realistic wax figure cast of my dead wife's likeness? This is great. This isn't going to creep anybody out. (laughs) I'm going to put her in my house. I'm going to invite people over to take a nice look at my wax figure lifelike Madhavi. This sweet but eerie result is strikingly lifelike. I'm looking at a photo of her. Yes, she looks very lifelike. She is forever stuck smiling into the distance, which also makes her creepy as shit. In addition to recreating his deceased wife's physical image, the dedicated Gupta also recently had his new home built in India with her in mind. Before commissioning the bungalow, He reportedly first approached 25 architects, commissioning one to construct the new house only when he was assured they'd do it just right. Once complete, Gupta held a housewarming, where he introduced his wife's new life-size but lifeless statue to all of his guests. What a great idea! Housewarming! I'm sure some of your in-laws are going to be there, Gupta, and they're going to be thrilled to see a giant wax statue of their dead relative smiling into the distance (laughs) you're a maniac gupta a maniac this doesn't show dedication or loyalty so much as it shows some sort of psychopathy in my opinion the dead wife's strangely resemblant doll equivalent was dressed that day in a pink sari and gold accessories 
She was positioned on the living room couch. Perfect. Good idea, Gupta. Put her right on the couch so that everybody entering can see her right away. It's the first thing you see is the dead woman. She left many attendees speechless, according to the footage. Footage! <laughs> Shooting footage. That was shot at the gathering. Wow, footage. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm wondering the same damn thing you're wondering. Do you, do you think he sleeps with the hyper-realistic wax figure of his, of his passed-away wife, Madavi? I, I think he does. I think this guy has really lost his shit, and I think he sleeps with the doll. Of course he does. If he so brazenly shows it off to his in-laws, then of course he's sleeping with her. I imagine he may have even made some slight augmentations to the private areas to make it possible to have intercourse with this wax figurine. Could be. Could be. People have done stranger things. You know they got sex robots where you can like – or sex dolls where you can have the face – you can make the face look exactly like anybody you want, like your ex or, you know, uh, Michelle Obama, whatever you're into. I don't know. I'll tell you right now, if if this was like my sister, I don't have a sister, but if if my sister passed away in a car accident and then I went to the housewarming of her, of her, uh, what do they call that? Her widower. And I walk in and there's a wax model of her sitting on the couch smiling. I'm going to walk up to him and punch him in the throat like right away. I'm not even going to hesitate. He's getting a throat punch. And I don't think anybody can say I was wrong. Maybe you guys disagree. Maybe you think Jonesy's going over the top with that behavior. Call the show, 646-450-2012. Is this okay? Now, I've been dropping weird news since the age of 17. First, I came solo, but now I got a team. What's up, my friends? My loyal listeners, I appreciate you all for making it to the end of this episode. I'm going to post, publish some phone calls right after this. At least one. Um, I want to thank everybody who sent me some lovely messages. I love you all. I got a lot of congratulations on uh, Twitter and other places for reaching 1 million downloads of Weird AF News. Isn't that something special? 1 million downloads. Wow. I never thought I'd make it that far. I have to be honest with you. I didn't think I could keep it up, but I did so. And Major shout outs on Twitter for, to people like Tyler Woodruff, who gave me a what's up. Ben Grino, my buddy Ben from Canada. Jess Magoo. Who else? Uh, also, shout out to Anthony K, Vivian Steele. Who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, the Getting to Know You podcast. Who else? Who else? Who else gave me a shout out? Uh, I guess that's about it. If you uh, want to give me a shout out or anything or just wish me a congratulations, you can email me. Funnyjones at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to me on Instagram at funnyjones. On Twitter at Funny Jones. On Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. Yes, yes, Jonesy did a million downloads. Man, I've never done a million anything except for maybe I've probably burped a million times, I'd imagine. Yeah, definitely have burped a million times. Um, I guess that's about it. But yeah, you know, when you stick to something like I have for three years, you know, you get results, I think. I mean, I'm still recording in a closet because, uh, you know, I don't make the big bucks or anything, but. Hey, you know, we're, we're moving ahead every day. Baby steps, baby. Baby steps. So, yeah, I want to thank everybody who made this possible. By If it wasn't for you downloading and listening to this thing, I would never get to a million listens. I just wouldn't. So, um, as much as I get credit for doing this, like, the, I really want to shift all the credit to you guys, my loyal listeners, for listening. And, uh, you know, some of you have been listening for years. So, without you, where would I be? So, thank you 
I, I appreciate you all so much. And uh, together we made it to a million downloads, which is just dope. About to hit 800 episodes as well, if I haven't already. Yeah, fantastic. What else? Oh, yeah, check out the Patreon and celebrate with me. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. And uh, you can support the show by giving Jonesy a couple bucks. And get some bonus episodes, bonus materials, and the like. Uh, so yeah, check that out, patreon.com slash weirdafnews. And keep on listening. Keep on supporting the show. Um, I appreciate all of you. And let's make it to another million. We'll do another million, huh? What do you say? Come on, guys. Three more years? <laughs> Maybe we can do it quicker. Tell a friend about the podcast. You know, Be like, hey, this thing, this thing has a million downloads. Give it a shot. I think it gives me a little bit of credibility. Not much, but a little bit. These Florida Friday jamokes are ripping off convenience stores for beef jerky when they could be stealing Slim Jims. What the hell's wrong with them, Jonesy? They could be stealing my product that I used to represent, Slim Jims. Jonesy, I listen to your show every day. This is Randy Macho Man Savage. I just wanted to tell you that I love the show. It's great. And I thought since I was calling in, I'd give you a review of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Listen to Jonesy on the podcast. He's the macho man of podcast hosts. Here's what I'd say about the show. It's beefy. It's juicy. It's spicy. You need a little excitement? Snap into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah.